It's six o'clock. It's Monday night. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio FM and SF. Yay! I'm not your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm a ghost. I'm a figment of your imagination. I get to go to a Giants game. Uh, take me out to the. I I really love games. They're so like it feels like Roman spectacle. It's very fun. And then you get to rejoice in others' failure without seeming like an asshole. <laughs> Yay! Uh, it starts at six forty-five. So I'm gonna leave. Put your hands together for your guest host tonight. I'm so excited to have him here. He's so generous with his time. Everybody, it's Charlie Moore. Yay! Uh, what do we have? Uh, let you guys in on a secret. You always want to hear a secret. Some of you guys have heard the secret already at some point. But when you see two tall people meeting each other for the first time ever, no matter how pleasant the interaction may seem on the surface, we both fucking hate each other. Yeah. Because being tall, that's my thing. That is my shtick. I will stand on my tippy toes just so other people are forced to see me duck my head when I get on airplanes. I'll walk over to the airplane exit sign. Oops. <laughs> if you ever want to have some fun, go to your local grocery store, stand directly in between two tall people, and then ask them to get something off the shelf. Yeah, watch them size each other up like two boxers before a fight. You want to have even more fun, ask them to get multiple boxes and then watch them compete to see who can reach the farthest. Watch the one who loses be like, he's cheating, he has big boots on. Dude, I fucking hate tall guys. But I do love tall girls. There's no tall girls in this room. But usually I say, if you're a woman over five foot one, make some noise. Wow, there's a disproportionate amount of tall girls in this room. <laughs> Yeah, I love tall girls for one reason only. NBA babies. Because if you take my genetics and mix them with Shaq's daughters and force our kid to work out every day at 7 a.m., I'm going to be retired by 40. Yeah. And it's led to some pretty unique dating habits. Like, before dates, most guys will look up a girl's Instagram. We'll see if she's pretty or not. Me? I'll look up her high school mile times. <laughs> and on the date, most guys like to go out to drinks. Or they like to go out to drinks, dinner, stuff like that. Me, I go to Dave and Buster's. We do some Dance Dance Revolution, and I'll scout out her footwork abilities. Even online dating is different for me. Like, I know that the circumference of a volleyball is 27 inches, the circumference of a women's basketball is 28 inches, and the circumference of a soccer ball is 26 inches. So I can use the size of those balls to calculate her height and know exactly how tall she is before she shows up on the date. That was a new one. Good. Glad that was good. <laughs> um... Growing up in San Francisco, it's always funny whenever I meet like other black people who grew up in similar whitewashed white upbringings because we always play a game called who can fake their blackness for longer. Um, like I remember this one date <laughs> I was going on. <laughs> that laughs of stupidness or laughs of good joke, I can't tell. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's always fun when I go on these dates. Oh, wait, I always said that. Um, like I went on this one date with this beautiful dark-skinned girl and she's from Idaho. And the only thing Ida know from Idaho is anyone with a afro. Yeah, the people there are white as snow. So it was funny because <laughs> as the date went on and we kept getting to know more and more about each other, all of a sudden our like, blackness and our fake blackness, we kind of shed it away. Like when I talked about my passion for golf, all of a sudden her mm-hmm turned to, oh my god, really? <laughs> And when, I talked, and when I talked about how I like to play, oh wait, and when she talked about her passion for horseback riding, all of a sudden my yes turned to yeah? <laughs> but it wasn't just our voices that changed over the course of the date, no. Because to start the date, 
We ordered two shots of Henny for drinks. And at the end of the date, we asked if the pie was gluten-free. Yeah. And even, too, when I went to the restroom, I walked over to the restroom, took out my earrings, took off my chain. <laughs> yeah. Anyone here been skydiving before? No? Nobody? I'm always worried about skydiving. I actually came very close to going, though. In fact, I came about two hours away from the skydiving place when I turned onto this road and saw probably the number one thing that nobody wants to see on a one-lane road that leads only to the skydiving place, which is an ad for a personal injury attorney. Although, to be honest, I feel like there's not much of a spectrum of injuries associated with skydiving. I think that's my time at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's no light. I'm the person who has the light. <laughs> All right. Any comments? Any comments that you guys have before? And then I'll get back to hosting. Yep. Make mute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And talk about that. Sounds good. Yep. <laughs> With the audience. With the audience. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I should play up the stupidness exactly. part. Because yeah, there are a couple jokes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Play into that. Sweet. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, and pretend like it's not supposed to rhyme and just say it like it's a straight, like a straight line. Just like, yeah. Even be like, holy shit, that runs. All right, thank you. That was Charlie Moore, and now I'm going to hosting. Our next comedian today, the very funny Ajay. Oh, wait. Oh, my fault. No, no, no. I thought, yeah, it's Tim. Tim Taylor, the very funny Tim Taylor. What is up? All right. Thank you. Keep it going for Charlie, our hostess, host with the most. Charlie, are you going to honk me at three minutes? Or one minute? I'm sorry. I think, well, whatever. Just honk me, honk me when there's a minute. When there's a minute left. When there's a minute left, yeah. All right, well, uh, I got some uh, bad news recently. I'm now unemployed. Yeah, so do you guys, do you guys have jobs? Yeah, oh shit, man, god damn. God damn, I'm in, a, I'm in the mutiny radio with three comics and you guys have a better life than I do. Oh my god, I'm 53. No, but I looked into becoming a porn star, but I, I don't like the sound of my voice. <laughs> Did I sound nasally when I offered her extra sausage? Oh, so, uh, 
Boy, on top of the fact that I had difficulty with the employment, I went to my doctor recently and my doctor prescribed me two of the worst words I've ever heard in my life, prune juice. I'm like, that's the weirdest prescription from an optometrist. <laughs> oh yeah, my optometrist prescribed me prune juice, but uh, I don't know. I I uh, I just reacted to it because you know I don't know if you have you ever if you ever gone shopping for prune juice in the grocery store, it is like in the deepest worst corner of the grocery store. So by like all the expired tofu, that's where you'll find the prune juice. But I uh, doctor also suggested that I I try celery. Celery. And if you guys eat celery, any of you guys eat? Celery? Yes. Oh my God, you guys do. You know what's you know what's weird about celery? Every time I tell I tell my friends like I cannot stand celery. They're like, well, why don't you put peanut butter on it? Yeah. Or maybe some you know ranch dressing on it, or some cream cheese with like buffalo wild wings dressing on. It. I go, all those three things taste great by themselves. I don't need the fucking celery uh, to, to actually make that an enjoyable culinary experience. And it just points, oh, how'd it go? Great. <laughs> Wait a minute, just, just so we have full representation, do you have a job? Oh, God, oh, my God. Jeez, are any of you hiring? <laughs> No, I, I uh, uh, you know, celery is just, it's, it's just the worst possible vegetable because it takes more energy to eat it than to actually enjoy it. And, and it gets stuck in your teeth and stuff, and it's just, it's just a lousy thing. So I tried celery juice. Has anybody drank celery? It, oh, my God. It, I took, like, one drink, and it's just, oh, oh, I'm being healthy. Celery juice would taste great if I could drink a gallon of peanut butter after it. <laughs> Celery. I, I was um, thinking about um, songs where you screw up the lyrics because you don't know how it, how it sounds. You know, it sounds like something, but it's not that thing. When I was a young kid, I thought the song was Hey Jew. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why do the Beatles hate Jews so much? Like, it's really weird. And I, I, I couldn't really ask about it because I felt self-conscious about it. But it was like, take a sad song and make it better. I'm like, I don't know. Thanks. Uh, 5,000 years of slavery is not what I would call a sad song and make it better. At the end, with a nah, 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 nah. I thought they were talking to, like, the grandma. You know, Nana, the, the Jewish grandma. And it gets really angry. Jody, 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 Jody. That's a new one. Hey, Jew. I don't know what to do with it. Hey, Jew. But uh, the, the last thing I'll say is um, um, I was crying the other day. Yeah. Yeah. In a Pete's. It was fucking awesome to cry. There's no one else here, right? I don't know why that's shaking. The ghosts, the gimp, bring out the gimp. But I was crying in a, in a Pete's, and it's great because I get to the front of the line, and the woman yelled at me because she thought I was drinking celery juice. That's brand new, too. Thank you. I'm Tim Taylor. Great by, gate set by Tim. And our next er, comedian today. Hold on. Oh, comments. My fault. Yeah. Open the tags. Yeah. <laughs> Shit in your eyes. Got it. Awesome. 
Yeah. Yes. What do you guys think of the Hey Jew? Any more more lines? <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Yeah. Use more of the words. Okay. Perfect. I feel like you could even make up a line in the song or something that comes and it's funny. <laughs> That's a good idea. And like <laughs> That's a good like, yeah. like the like the club cut, the club cut of Hey Jew. Yep, got it. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. What? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, cool. Thank you, everyone. Awesome. Sweet. And next up now, we have a J. <laughs> Announced for the third time. Got it right. Charlie's doing a great job, yo. Give it up for Charlie. <laughs> what, a, what a cozy crowd. I like this. I, I'm glad glad Tim Tim set us off. I feel I feel pressure to do, do my new jokes good. All right. Uh, have you guys been dating? No? Yeah. I, uh, it's not going well. It's going horribly. But... um. It's interesting, like dating is interesting because my mom every now and then she checks in like about how dating is going for me and she comes from like a like Indian family. She's she's in an arranged marriage right now and like she's not like jamming that down my throat like to get an arranged marriage, but she's also not against using it. She kind of looks at arranged marriage like like kind of like DJ Khaled looks at weight loss. If you guys get, <laughs> right, like she's like, yeah, put in the work, work on yourself, but I'm still going to probably fly some hoes in. Hose stands for uh, highly overachieving, exceptional sweeties. So don't worry, it's not derogatory. Uh, that's my favorite joke for tonight. But um, <laughs> uh, all right, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think dating is, is is it's interesting because it's so different from different cultures and different generations. Like my mom, or uh, that's not what I was gonna say. But like like a lot of my Asian friends, right? They they had really strict parents that wouldn't let let them date in high school. Like, damn, like if I didn't have my strict parents, I could have dated. Like, and I, that, that's rough, right? Because now I gotta lie to my Asian friends and be like, "Yeah, dude, that's why I didn't get laid in high school." It's <laughs> my fucking parents. My parents are the ones that got me obsessed with Bill Maher and touching myself. <laughs> God damn it, Dad! <laughs> if it wasn't for you, you know, if it wasn't for that cur curfew I totally had in high school, I would totally be getting out here. I would be a menace. Right? I can't. I, I gotta say that shit because I, I don't want to say what I really think, which is, hey guys, you were in Lego Robotics, okay? Your parents are just following your lead. They're like, yeah, dude, you're not smashing anything other than Legos, so fucking yeah. Curfews is just a kindness. But um, yeah, I think I think like my mom's experience with dating is interesting because she comes from a pretty conservative like Indian family. It's very like I know also saying conservative like maybe not with you guys, but like. A lot of liberals, when they hear the word conservative, they just they just see red, like they just, which is that's kind of ironic, right? Because conservatives, they when they hear liberal, they just see like brown, you know what I'm saying? 
brown. <laughs> like poo. Like from an asshole. <laughs> the original liberal safe space. Okay, moving on. Uh, yeah, like, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, my mom. Okay, um... Yeah, my mom, like, she comes comes from, like, a pretty conservative Indian family. Like, uh, she doesn't have any concept of what, like, American dating is. So, like, every now and then I'll have to, like, explain it to her. Like, I, I gotta, like, tell her, like, this is what it is. Like, when a man loves a woman. Like, I, like, but, like, it, it it's interesting because it also makes me feel like her parent sometimes. Because she's a little bit, like, immature in public sometimes. So, like, I feel like I'm more of a progressive Indian parent, though, right? Because I'm, like, I'm, you know, that's what's up. I uh, have no, no connective tissue there, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, like, like if, if like, I, I want her to do good, good in school, but, like, I, I don't want her to, like, get pregnant, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, my dad's vasectomy, he's, like, 20 years old, so that'd be kind of weird, right? It, the revol- role reversal is really strange, right? And, like, I don't need her to become a doctor because, like, she's already an engineer, so it's all good. And I want her to work on her cooking, you know? This is bad. It's just bad. It's just rough. That that needs work. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> what was the last thing I was gonna do? I did three jokes, right? You guys are keeping track. You guys are good good people. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with like I'm doing hate debates tomorrow, so I'm gonna end with a smoking joke, uh, because I'm debating drinking and I'm smoking. So the newest thing I wrote was uh, like smoking smoking is better because getting smoked out can mean either one of two things. It's like either you didn't smoke enough weed and your friends are like all toasted. Or, like, you're getting rid of some cockroaches, right? And getting drinked out is grammatically incorrect, so you're probably going to get checked into a psych ward. All right, you know, it's not the wrong context, but that shit's going to murder, dude. It's going to kill so hard. Fucking destroy. All right, you guys have been so much fun. Have a nice night. Get over Charlie, dude. And next up, to host in the show, we got Cooper Kim up with comments. What? Yeah. Here, do you want to see? I can't even see you now, so I'm just kind of talking. It was it Andrew you said? Anthony. Anthony, sorry, I fucked it up. Okay, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Woo. all right. What's up? <laughs> uh, I don't think pirates were real. Not like the baseball team or the Somalians; those guys are real. Uh, I mean, like the Cannonball are pirates, right? Because like you read stuff about them, they're like pirates terrorized the sea, and then they describe the pirates. They're like they had eye patches, wooden legs, hooks for hands. Like, those are the guys terrorizing the sea. The dude without depth perception? It's like, Captain, he's right ahead, I think. Um, could be close, could be far. It's just a crew of disabled people. That's, and that's not to say that people with disabilities can't terrorize the sea. 
Although I'm not sure why they would want to. <laughs> just missing your legs, like, yeah, I guess it's time to rape and pillage now. Um, but it just seems unlikely, you know? That's like if ISIS was in wheelchairs. Like a charity basketball game. Like, we wouldn't have heard of ISIS. They would be like, our greatest threat is Western ideology. And be like, no, it's stairs, man. It's not. Come on. Uh, speaking of disabilities, did you guys ever learn about uh, Helen Keller? Yeah. Helen Keller, uh, blind and deaf. She was born in Alabama in the 1880s. Um, she accomplished a lot of things. She graduated college. She made a book, um, other stuff probably. Uh, I think one accomplishment that's probably often overlooked is that she was probably the only not racist white woman at the time. Because you can't teach racism to a blind, deaf person. <laughs> at least not with the senses left, right? Touch, taste, smell. Two of those would backfire. You would give Helen Keller street talk, and she'd be like, no, let them in. What? Build a wall? <laughs> Get them in here. Um, <laughs> I do think, actually, though, it, it probably would be more impressive if she was racist. Like, wouldn't that be kind of a miracle if Helen Keller touched some, like, Asian boy's face and was like, ooh. <laughs> or touched some white guy and was like, ooh. I don't even think you could get mad at that. I don't, I'm pretty sure if you're blind and deaf, that is immunity to racism. I, that's enough hardship to where I would just let it slide. Um, let's see. I, um, I have a peanut allergy. I've had it all my life. Uh, so when I was in elementary school, I used to sit at the, uh, the nut-free table. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> for a time where they were trying to stop bullying, it was not a good addition. Because I don't know if you guys remember what kids with nut allergies looked like. We all looked sick. And not like cool. I mean like we looked ill. Like deathly ill. And then they were like, let's put them all at one table. So now we just look like a bunch of make-a-wish kids at a table. Which for a bully, I mean that's just shooting fish in a barrel. The bullies would just come to our tables like kings collecting taxes. Just, ba -ba -ba, like $5 for pizza please. And we're like, alright, fucking take the money. The school had good intentions, but I feel like they just alley-oop discrimination to all my classmates, all my classmates would go up to me and be like, you can't sit with us. Uh, and they were right. You know, I couldn't or I'd die. So everyone at that table knew we were in hot shit. We all were not cool at the peanut free table and the nut free table. We all had made a pact to never have kids. Yeah, we were just sitting around the table one day eating our J's. Um, it's a PB and J minus the PB. And, and, uh, and some kid had a anaphylactic shock and someone ate a nutter butter 750 feet away. We're all like, none of us should reproduce. And we were in second grade. We didn't even know how kids were made. We're just like, if a stork shows up, kick it. Uh, there's a baby, just muffle it. I'll do a quick one. Let's see. Um, I don't believe in uh, reincarnation. I think if uh, reincarnation was real, we'd have a lot more depressed animals, right? <laughs> Imagine live your whole life as a human and you die and you come back as like a pigeon. Like, what the fuck is this? How much bread are we going to eat? Um, come back as a turtle? Like, where the fuck are my thumbs? Like, I would kill myself and then be unable to kill myself because I don't have thumbs. Can't tie a noose or shoot myself. Um, that's probably it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah he's got comments.
Yeah. Oh, word, word, word. Okay, yeah. I, I wanted to do some joke about, like, get hit by a car and turn into, like, Mario Kart or something, but it's a little far-fetched. Uh, I just think with the bleached hair, there's a lot of slim shady jokes that yeah. could be made. Yeah. I think you think of something. I don't know. I'm trying to avoid them if I'm being honest. I know I look like it, but <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, but like, I don't know. The guy killed the crowd at the punchline when he called me like Steph Curry's nephew, which like, <laughs> that's like not even a very clever one, but it works. So. Appearance jokes are good. Huh? I don't know who he was. Whoever the roaster was for the joke work, joke parade. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, wait, I had one on that also. I feel like with depth perception and the pirates, you could talk about, like, the Titanic and how it hit the iceberg with depth perception. Maybe the, like, captain had a, like, I feel like you could be like, oh, like, back in the pirate days, there must have been much, many more Titanic, like, incidents because people had eye patches. Something. Oh, like unsure. Land hell might be better. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. Mm Sweet. Cooper Kim, everyone. And next up, we have Zach Wyatt. Zare Wyatt. Zach Lee Wyatt. Oh, I can't even read the handwriting. Lee Wyatt. He is not here. Okay. So our next comedian today is Jared Senna with 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 comments. How are we doing, everybody? You guys ready to laugh? Too bad, I have new jokes. This may or may not work. I just graduated, everybody. Yeah, just in time for my 23rd birthday. So just got to say, it's finally relieving to finally pass the eighth grade, you know? I've been, I've been, algebra has been hard on me the last five years. Um, graduated with a degree in creative writing, because that's what you get out of middle school nowadays. You get degrees. What are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, graduating creative writing. Um, uh, if you didn't know what creative writing is, it's pretty much just a fancy way to say barista. <laughs> like, it, that, that's what it is. That's what it is, really. Um, I think the hardest part of being a creative writing major is telling people who my favorite author is because I don't really read. So whenever people... Whenever people ask me, I would always tell them Curtis Jackson just to be safe. And in case you didn't know who that is, that is 50 Cent. That is a rapper. That's how much I read. In the Club was way better than anything Shakespeare wrote. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what else? Um, but one of my uh, professors told me something that helped me a lot with my comedy writing. They told me that uh, in order to be a good writer, you have to read a lot. So I've been reading notebooks I've stolen from other comedians at open mics. You better keep your notebooks. I'm looking for new material. Uh, I got a couple ones that I found. May or may not work for me, but I thought I should give them a shot. Let's see. To be a black man in America. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I often get stereotyped a lot, often by my girlfriends, who are always disappointed when they find out I do not have a big black cock. Does that work? Is that authentic? All right. Yeah, I do not have a big black cock, so it's half true. No. Okay, next one. Uh, my vagina is so fat, I have to use a mop instead of a tampon. That work? I got a laugh, so I'm just going to say that at every open mic. It's true, though. I do have a fat vagina. All right. No! No! See me after the open mic. I'll show you. Okay, 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 okay. Um, let's see. Gay people. That's a little too offensive. I'm not going to say that. All right. It looks like it worked. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do I got here? Uh, I'm a cook at a comedy club. So uh, listening to comedians talk actually helps me become a productive worker. Like last weekend... The comic on stage pointed out how the kitchen smelled like it was burning. And he was right. The kitchen was burning. I left two pizzas in there that I totally forgot to take out. I didn't get to see him get a laugh, but that was actually true. Almost burned down the place last weekend. (laughs) Okay, let's see. What else do I got here? Uh, uh, Always prepare a set before you come up here because I was going to prepare it right when I got before I got here, but I was chosen right next, but whatever. Let's see what else we got. Uh, oh, yeah, this one. Uh, fuck, I forgot that other joke I wanted to work on. You know what? That's my time, guys. Jared Senna, everybody. Yeah. And now we got comments. Um, I'll start off. I got a couple of them. Um the first one, when you talk about like leaving people's notebooks, you go like the black guy, the woman, and you can start and be like, and trans people. Yeah. Oh wait, I work at the punchline. Dave Chappelle left his notebook there. <laughs> oh, that was good. And then, yeah. okay, I forget what this note meant. I might think of it before. If anybody else has stuff first. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's actually the angle I was going for. I guess that really wasn't clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just wrote that. All right, if that's all, um, thank I, you. Oh. Yeah, I thought of my other one. When you talk about the um, song lyrics and the books, and you talk about how you don't know books, like stuff, you know, song lyrics. I don't know the joke, but you could talk about, like, I don't know that and insert, like, a very famous quote from any book. And then say, but I do know that. And just think of a crazy lyric. Be like, make it drop from the top. That's some wet-ass pussy. Like some, (laughs) just like some stupid song lyric. There's much worse, funnier things, I think. But I think that's an idea for a joke. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, dude, like a Takashi 6ix9ine lyric or something. It's just (laughs) ridiculous. I'm going to be forced to say the N-word. I'm, no. But just, yeah. I'm mad. You're mad. Big mad. Big facts. Aha. Uh-huh, don't care. Like, just something <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of like stereotypes. A black guy dreadlocks is a mop. Think of another <laughs> joke with a woman as a mop, and then think of a joke that you could do yourself as a mop, but be like, but when I say that, something. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. All right, gonna give my time back to the room. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Go Warriors. All right, next up we have Anthony Mitchell. Uh, can I get comments, if that's okay? Not yeah, like a tight good. room. Great, thank you. My name's Anthony. Have you guys been following this whole like monkeypox situation? Yeah. It's crazy. So if you haven't been paying attention, Joe Biden just a few weeks ago gave this big like press conference talk about monkeypox. He's saying that like, oh, you know, it's contained in a few small cities now, but he's worried it's gonna spread across the country and go rampant. And you know, I know he's the president and all. But I don't think you should be allowed to talk about the citizens of Oakland like that. I just don't think that's okay. I don't care how much crime is going on in that city. That's not a nice thing to say, okay? You guys miss Trump at all? A little bit, a little bit, but we love Joe Biden. Fuck no. Fuck no. You know, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, they're crazy because they're both like career racists, you know, but... <laughs> You got to hand it to Joe Biden because Donald Trump, he's been running for president for like 10 years, whereas Joe Biden, he's been winning elections for four decades. I mean, you really got to give it to the slept king, you know, uh, like many, many years ago, Joe Biden once said that uh, poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Now, you think that would like end someone's politi political career, right? I don't know. I think because it was so long ago, like, it just, you know, bygones be bygones. People forget about things. I mean, that was all the way back in 2019. I mean, he was just a young, naive, 77-year-old man. I mean, hey, we've all made mistakes when we're young. I'm not perfect either. People take one look at me and they say, hey, what's wrong with your arm? Does he even work anymore? Hey, why are you limping? Were you in some sort of car accident? Hey. Why is your right arm so much bigger than your left arm? Are you some sort of chronic masturbator? To answer that question, no, sometimes, and absolutely I am. But that's not the whole story. When I was a child, I had a stroke. A stroke of bad luck, really, but also a stroke. Which, when you think about it, is kind of the worst luck you could possibly have. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna be preachy with all this. I know a lot of people with disabilities, they have to have like some sort of positive spin on everything. They like to come up on stage and end things with, despite all I've been through, you can do anything. I'm not like that at all. My vibe is more like, despite all I've been through, you can still do mushrooms. Uh, you know, there's a lot I've been through. A lot of my life has been a balancing act, learning what I can and can't do. When I was young, I couldn't tie my shoes, so I wore slip-ons. Nowadays, I can't ride those Lime electric scooters because the brakes are on the left side. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe in ACAB, but I respect the hell out of the traffic light, okay? Someone's got to maintain order in society, and it's going to be the traffic light. Another thing I can't use nowadays is dating apps which it's not my fault. I'm just an accidental cat catfish. You know, not that bad looking. I'm not ugly, I don't think. 
the gays find me very attractive, and I would know they've paid me a lot of money for my goods and services. Uh, but one thing, you know, matching with me on a dating app, I always feel is kind of like buying a box of cookies, thinking they're chocolate chips. It's not until you get home, you're in a safe space, you're comfortable, you realize, Shh. no, they're oatmeal raisin. I did not order this. This is too extra. Why is it so lumpy? <sighs> um, what's the other thing? And one thing you learn growing up crippled is that, you know, cripples are just the horniest minority, if you didn't know this already. There we go. Got him back. If you didn't believe me, go find a man in a wheelchair. Because what's the first question you really want to ask him? It's never, so why are you in that wheelchair? No. The first question you really want to ask is, so, does it still work? And if the answer is yes, you have just met the happiest man alive. This man is invincible. They have been through hell and back. And You know, now that I think about it, it's more like meeting a three-legged dog. Sure, they're missing something critical for survival, but hey, they're just happy to be here. All right, that's all I got. And now we got like one minute of comments quickly. Oh, shoot, I didn't. Yeah, I. Oh, didn't I? I said, why is your right arm so much bigger than my left arm? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a question. Uh, what is your skincare routine? Just like. Yeah, wow, well, you got a very smooth skin, my guy. I think you, I think you gotta make a joke about that. I think maybe that's all I see. Um, so in the, I feel like my skin feels terrible. Though. Really, from afar, maybe it's the lighting. Anyways, drink a lot of water. Stay hydrated. Uh huh. I feel like you could do a joke about that. That's all I have. And next up, we have Pete Belamer. I, I never Belimmer is taking the stage, baby. We are rocking. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love this. This is fun. We got a new stage orientation in here. That's cool. Pam's gone. I like the I like the reality in which like the open micers take over Mutiny Radio and they're like, first thing, we gotta move the stage over here. <laughs> That's been the problem the whole time. Hell yeah, man. Uh I've been trying to get into uh I started stretching recently. And I was feeling very good about myself for stretching until I learned that you're supposed to stretch every day. Is fucking? Are you kidding me? How am I supposed to stretch? There's already so many things I got to do. Every like between brushing and like drinking enough water and eating a whole sleep of Ritz crackers at 11 p.m. Like I don't have time to stretch. And I've been trying to like figure out like how much other people are stretching, like see where the curve's at, you know? Because maybe it's like flossing. Where flossing, you're also supposed to do that every day, but like people love to talk about not flossing people are like i'm a little whore for not flossing my dentist hates me sick 
Uh, I asked a bunch of, I was like in a, I was, I was hanging out with some friends the other day and I asked them, I was like, Hey, how much do you guys stretch? And, uh, one of, one of my friends was like, what kinds of stretches? And that was bad. Cause I didn't even know what a good answer to that question would be. You know, like, I don't know if it was, it would be dumb if I was like legs, legs stretching is or like, I don't, I don't know. Okay, sick. Uh, I had a good weekend. I, th I think the legs straight. That could be something funny. I'm not doing comments. I'm giving myself comments, bitches. <laughs> I'm talking about avant-garde. <laughs> I don't care what you guys think. Okay. Uh, I was at, I had a good weekend. I had a nice weekend. Thank you for asking. Um, I uh, I was at a party this weekend and I uh, made quite the splash. <laughs> yeah, mostly because I uh, misplaced my phone and I had to ask everyone to help me look for it. So. And that's tough. I hate I hate when you misplace your phone at like a, like a social event, because uh, there's only so long like so many places where you can look for your phone casually. You know, maybe it's like on a table and you can kind of be like like picking up a magazine or whatever. But then eventually you have to be like, everyone stand up right now, get all of the couch cushions off the couch. This is an emergency. And they got to find my iPhone. They got to find my. That's good, right? It's helpful. Step in the right direction, but. The problem with my iPhone is that it's like quiet enough where like at a certain point you have to ask whoever's playing music to stop playing music so you can hear the find my iPhone and that's annoying. I feel like they should they should have like a party mode for find my iPhone where instead of doing like the little beeps it just plays like pitbull songs. So then like, you know, the music's off but everyone can kind of sit there and be like Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Miami. Did someone come out of this? Is someone in there right now? Did, did, am, I, am I fucking going insane? There, the door just made a sound. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. The open mic. Okay. Let me think. Are you coming? What are you doing? Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. You can understand my confusion. We're going right by here. Okay. Sick. Um, uh, I, 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 I speak Chinese. I took Chinese growing up. Uh, yeah, I know. That's what you were thinking. Um, and uh, I, you know, I figure w w when I decided I was like, you know, it's a cool language. There's a lot of applications. Huge mistake learning that because there's no practical applications for knowing Chinese unless I just want to go be like the most obnoxious guy at P.F. Chang's. Just like, and the waiter's like, oh, you mean the number five, the orange chicken? I'm like, yeah, thanks, Trevor. Appreciate it. And like I, I, I'm stoked though because I recently found a good application for my Chinese for the first time because um, I got uh, my barber's Chinese and I found out because she was on the phone one day she was speaking in Chinese and so I piped up I was like ah well yes which means I also speak Chinese that was a huge fucking mistake because she was happy to hear that and now she refuses to speak to me in anything but Chinese which means that every time I go to get my hair cut it's like a pop quiz. And if I get a bad grade, it means I'm going to look like shit for the next seven weeks. Like, I had one haircut. I rolled in. I was, like, hungover. I was out of it. I walked out, and I was looking like the Lego man if he was going through a midlife crisis. Like, that was kind of the vibe. I also didn't know. I've been wording, wording phrases. Like, I previously didn't know uh, the, the term, uh, the phrase for uh, eyebrow trim. Uh, and I'm so glad that I didn't because I never would have signed off on that. But then she just trimmed my okay, yeah, yeah, and trimmed my eyebrows, and I was like, "Fucking okay, that's some shit to say. That's fine. Thank you, appreciate it, guys."
Next comedian we have is Kelly Ivano. I can't read cursive. I never learned. Well, Kelly Kelly Evans isn't here. Next is Dan Ka Cohen. Guan. Dan's not here. David Samuel. Not here. Wally Hippolito, folks. Most ethnic fucking name. You got it right, huh, black man? That's what's up, guys. Mutiny, how y'all doing? I like to raw dog my phones, you know what I mean? Just like my women. That's why I got like five kids. Maybe. I don't know. You might be one of my kids, Koo. You look like my kid Juntao or something, you know? Could have met you in China or something. But uh, don't fucking haunt me like that, dude. Relax. Um, guys, it's getting hard to focus. It's hard to focus these days, right? Like I'm, So I'm really surprised if uh, when people you know, f get shit done, you know what I mean? Like, I am, f if our um, civil rights leaders were fighting for our rights during this time, I'm so fucking this up, but uh, if they were fighting for rights during this time, we would have a very different world, you know what I mean? Like, if the cops told Rosa Parks to get up in 2022, she would just, st she would just get off her chair and stare at her phone the entire time, you know? What's up, Dan, how you doing? Uh. But imagine, like, if MLK had his I Have a Dream speech in 2022. That would be all fucking bad, you know? I'm just going to read my shit, dude. I don't... Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, think if MLK had his I Have a Dream speech in 2022. He gained a million followers, and next day hit up IG Live to announce, Thank you to all my new followers. I'm happy to announce that. Me and Jake Paul are creating a new crypto called Equality Coin. And then, you know, it's fucked up because MLK's a scammer and I'm on a fucking tire iron getting sent back to the Philippines. It's a lose-lose. All right, we're going to work on that one until 9 o'clock. Um, I've been thinking about getting a motorcycle lately, not because I'm afraid. Um... I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Not because of riding it. I'm afraid everybody think I'm going through a quarter life crisis. When honestly, that's only half the that's only half the battle. Like what I'm going through, guys, is like a quarter tank crisis. You know what I'm going through is like a quarter left in my savings account crisis. What I'm trying to tell you is I'm fucking broke. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's fuck, man. Like the only people that can afford. Gas right now are NBA players and OnlyFans models. And really, like, my girlfriend thinks this is a phase because uh, I've been watching a lot of Top Gun and uh, Tom Cruise movies lately. But either this motorcycle phase happens or you're going to catch my butthole for $5.99 a month. <laughs> cool, cool. That's what's up. Uh, my, like I said, my girlfriend's worried. My girlfriend's Hispanic. And um, if you've ever dated a Hispanic woman, you know that um, these bitches are crazy. You know, they should come with a warning label, honestly. Like, they are ready to fight on flight 24-7. Like, the other at the beginning of uh, quarantine, my girlfriend got mad at me because um, I didn't catch COVID at the same time as her. Yeah, she said, she said verbatim, um, who is that bitch that you're trying to catch COVID with? What? I'm not trying to catch COVID at all. She's so good, says, look, 
just tell me the bitch's name and I won't get mad. And I was like, oh shit, maybe I am cheating. So I, so I contracted gonorrhea to cover my tracks, everybody. All right, y'all, I'm Wally Hippolito, that's my time. Sweet. All right, All right I'll go another five minutes now. <laughs> Wally Hippolito, folks, and next we've got Chris Schmidt. Oh, I'm going to put Dan there. Oh, see you, Jared. Hi, guys. Hi. How's it going? Woohoo! Woo! That was close. Uh, cool. Um, how do I want to start this? Uh, I hung out with a, my grandma a lot when I was a teenager. Um, I went over to her house uh, after school all the time because uh, I was a latchkey kid, and uh, she had Alzheimer's, uh, and I still went over there. And one day, when I was 12, I was jerking off in the TV room to Golden Girls. And don't ask why. I was 12, right? You can jerk off to anything you want when you're 12. Blanche Dubois. Not a gold, no Golden Girl fans here? Nobody? Has anybody ever seen the show? Okay, great. Good, guys. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, she walked in on me in the TV room while I was mid-stroke. Sorry. Sorry. Um... And fuck, I was mortified, right? And I stopped, I just stopped immediately. And then I was so relieved because I remembered, she's not gonna fucking remember this. Alzheimer's jokes, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, oh God, what was my tag there? Oh yeah, I, I, I mean like you guys might be thinking that I'm like disrespecting her memory, but she didn't have one, so. Uh, I uh, do have, I am diagnosed with uh, ADHD. I forgot what I was going to say there. Good. Uh, I'm divorced, too. I'm a divorcee. Is that, is that like a proper... Uh, how, what's a male divorced person? A divorcer? <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's cool. I really like being divorced, actually. Um, I think that uh, divorced people are like a thousand percent more interesting. And I think you get away with a lot more if you're divorced, right? Like uh, uh, if you're married and you have a kid... Not great if you're doing cocaine, right? But if you're divorced and society has already labeled you as a dirtbag, kind of cute, I think. <laughs> I do cocaine. Um, not all the time. Jeez. Uh, oh, uh, what else was it? Divorced. Hold on. I gotta look. Oh, well, you know, I've got a very uh, complicated relationship with my penis these days. Uh, you know, it was never big. Um, but now that, like, my balls are, like, just, like, uh, being uh, taken down by gravity, it just draws the shaft in even more into my body. Um, so now it just looks like a fleshy eye of Sauron on my pubes. Uh, and that is my dick joke. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah, um... I'm a racist, uh, but only against white people. <laughs> um, what was that? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the only reason, like, the, uh, you know, the, the reason that I'm racist against white people is because I just don't like the basic obsessions of white people, like golden retrievers. What is that? Uh, backsplashes. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> 
Aperol spritzes. Like, drink a real drink, Keith. And that's all I'm going to do. That's it. Uh, nice. no. I'll take any comments you guys have, though, for sure. Anthony. No, I'm just playing. 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 Keep going, dude. Okay, first of all, Anthony, you look like him. Yeah, exactly. I was just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, ten fucking years. <laughs> are you serious? But no, I. Oh shit. But I think you can uh, with the white joke. You hate white people. I definitely think you should dig into yourself a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that right. like that's okay. like my only thing. But probably like good. start like with more like a self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, damn. That's why I fucking hate white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. And next up, we've got Dan Guan. This is, and well, one last now that he's just like walked out. Oh, he's gone. Oh, you still here? You still tuning in? Oh, thanks, man. I thought you were going to go back uh, into the future where you belong. Uh, anyway, um, it's cool. It's cool. I'm 26, guys, which means I was, which means I was born in 1996. Uh, yeah, that's good. Thank, thank you. Clap for that. Clap for the age. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Um, but then I realized that 1996 is actually the cusp year uh, between what labels you a millennial and a Gen Z person. You know, like, and I started thinking about the ways that, like, what, it, like, who do I really belong? Am I really a millennial or am I really a Gen Zer? The only real reason why I know is because I had to type that question into Ask Jeeves, and it gave me the answer. That's how I knew I was a millennial, actually. Um, but no, I think the real reason how I know I'm actually a millennial is that one time I was talking to a couple of kids, uh, you know, that were a bit younger than me. And uh, you ever get that feeling when you hear a song and you know the original origin of the song versus being called the TikTok song? <laughs> <laughs> Like, that just pisses me off so much. That's just because it'll show how old I'm getting, basically, when the original song, I think, in French, is actually supposed to be uh, a French song, not a TikTok song. That just, there's no, there were no original dance moves back in the day. Um, let's see. Yeah, getting older, I'm, I'm getting older, guys, which I know I, don't, I, I'm still, I still want to hold on to my 20s, but I feel like I, I'm starting, I need to mature and grow up a bit, uh, which, I, which could, part of it might, might come from the fact that I came from like a very traditional Chinese family. A lot of times that they like to just jump in and insert themselves in your lives, uh, or as they call it, giving you advice. Um, my dad gives me, gave me the worst advice ever, especially in dating. He was like, son, uh, I think you need to avoid Chinese women. And I was like, why? And he's like, all they want is your, is your green card. That's all they really want. Yeah. So then I said, okay, dad, well, what, what, uh, what else could there, be, could there be? And she said, and he said, I think you should go after Jewish women. I'm like, why is that, dad? 
So because that way we can at least have a nice Christmas dinner over uh, with our family. Yeah, and then when we have our kids, uh, you can take her. You can take her name too. You can be named a kid Lee Goldstein. It'll still work out just as well. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I start. I, I'm moving on from uh, taking advice from my parents, uh, and I know that there are a lot of other ways I need to grow up as well. Like one of the first ways I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna grow up is by leaving my family's phone plan. Yeah, nothing says like maturing that you're that you're gonna get your own phone number. The only reason why I noticed was because one time I was actually like I matched this girl on Bumble and we were like texting each other and things were getting really hot. And so one time she actually asked me, she was like, "Hey, I want you to give me a call with your actual phone." And I was like, "Oh shit, this is about to happen." So I gave her a ring, and all I get in a text back is basically saying, who the fuck is Annie? And it turns out, as you realize that, did you know that your parents' name shows up under caller ID if you're still on their phone plan? Yeah. So there was no second date afterwards, because now she's into my mom. That's how, that's how bad uh, I need to grow up to be, uh, to be in order to do that. Um, you guys are you guys are fun. Uh, you guys are fun. Giving like this, just three people. All right, let's see where where else can we go here? Where else can we go? Oh, thanks, Wally. All right, I got one more minute. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can tell that I clearly prepared for this. Um. Okay, I think. All right, I think about this. Uh, I think uh, so. I, I'm originally from Boston, guys. If you can already tell. Ooh. Thank you. That. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate all the heckling. Um, and uh, one, one of the bit, one of the weird reps about Boston people is that everyone just assumes that we're all racist. And like, I think that's partially true, but I really don't want to blame them. I think they're just mostly ignorant. Because one time, I actually, like, my, my dad hired a contractor to work in the kitchen, and all he came back to me, he, he, he told me about the service he got. <coughs> to which he responded by saying, oh, your dad? I fucking love your dad, man. I love working with Chinese people. Indian people, I can't work with them. But I love your dad. Like, how are you going to be racist and an ally at the same time? That just does not... I don't think he realized what he was trying to go with that. But, all right, go Celtics, guys. Thanks a bunch. No! <laughs> all right, we are not ending our open mic on that. Cooper, walk up and just say, go Warriors, end of the mic. Somebody, we, that is not how we are ending our open mic tonight. Go, go Warriors! Warriors! Minus Woo! two and a half. Woo! <laughs> Good luck to Wally. All right, I think that is it for us. I'm going to wrap up. I'm heading to Blarney Stone. If anybody wants a ride there, I'll probably watch the game, and then, yeah. Oh, wait, someone's coming in. All right, never mind. We got one more comic tonight, and then we are wrapping up, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh, we got our headliner tonight. Fresh with the backpack on. The assistant, te the substitute teacher is walking in the class with his stuff. Hey, what's going on? Sorry. Sorry, I know you're all like, we want to go watch the Warriors play, but I'm like, watch me talk about my relationship, guys. Come on. Uh, um, yeah, actually, I was, I was dating somebody recently, and uh, uh, you know like when somebody pulls an eyelash off you, you're supposed to make a wish. You ever seen that? Do you know what I'm talking about? They're like, make a wish. And she was like, did you wish for love forever? I was like, no, nah, I wish for like millions of dollars. The fuck are you talking? We are in a studio apartment. We need to get the fuck out of here. Are you fucking serious? Like, I'm pretty sure you'll be a lot more likely to love me if we're in a mansion next year. You know? It's fucking dumb. 
Yeah. Um, what else? I, uh, I'm from Texas. So when I moved here, I was like, I want to acclimate as much as possible, you know, try to be as Bay area as possible. So I got an Asian girlfriend now. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you. You can clap for that. Sure. Right. And I have autism. So I got autism. Oh yeah. Also, my bedroom is three sheets and a heater I can't control. So pretty fucking Bay Area. Why is it so hot? It's fucking June. What the fuck is going on? Why do you have the heater on? I don't know who runs it shit, but uh, they need to fix it. Anyway, uh, all right. And then we'll finish with some uh, political humor. Why not? Um, my uncle is... Uh, pretty dumb honestly he's not that smart of a person but he's nice he means well he just he's like for instance um like he refuses to learn new pronouns not because he's anti-trans he just doesn't know what a pronoun is and he's not he's like i ain't learning it for no diploma i ain't fucking learning it for you all right i'm like okay that's uh, whatever man he's like now if a lady has a penis that's never stopped me before <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm like you can you just pass the gravy, you fucking weirdo? Jesus Christ. Why is Thanksgiving so uncomfortable at all times? Uh, yeah, the thing is, uh, right now it's the best time to be alive if you're a dumb person. You know, like this is the time because like at that, like 200 years ago, if you had a dumb thought like, oh, I think the Jews control the world, you know, you would just have it and then go back to picking your asshole or, you know whatever the 18th century version of a Tide Pod challenge was. I don't know. You know, like it would just go away. But now you release it in the TikTok and then 10 million other people are like, yeah, I think those hats are for mind control. You know, like that's the kind of shit that we're dealing with now. And we need to welcome the dumb people in. The problem with progressives is we spurn dumb people. No, no, no. We need to build our own dumb army. You know, like we just need to be more inviting because they just get confused easily. Dumb people don't want to be reminded that they're dumb. That's really it. You just and we and we use too much technical language. You know what I mean? Like non-binary and and gender exclusion and uh, non-ethical or ethical non-monogamy. I mean, I barely understand what some of these words mean. Do you think a dumb person gets it? Like it. Think about it. First of all, this is not the first time we've had to do this. You can honk me. I don't give a shit. Come on, honk it. There we go. I'm almost done anyway. Um, think computers, all right, are the perfect example because at a certain point, computers were entirely technical and nobody used them except for the most like nerdy people in the world. And anytime you brought up a computer to a dumb person, they got confused and their response was, put nerd in toilet. That's really... That's how they handled that. But then Steve Jobs came along and he made it accessible. He was like, hey guys, if you just listen, we can watch porn on these. We can look at porn. Just what have you been doing? And we're like, oh fuck, all right. Well, why didn't you just say that? That is fucking booted up. Anyway, that's my time. Thanks a lot. All right. And assuming we don't see anyone else walking in, that concludes our open mic tonight. Yep, see y'all. Go on over, Wally. You yeah, are? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. All right, well, sweet. Yeah, see ya.
Come on now. <laughs> There's one that's a key ring, and I look like a Pokemon. Uh, did you already wipe me or something? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I just thought that, uh, okay. <laughs> the very funny Victor Trevino, ladies and gentlemen, or gentlemen, I guess. We're not, I don't assign your gender to you, you know, that is your thing, all right, I don't want to seem, this is all recorded, so I, you know, I should be a lot more careful about the shit that I say on this microphone, and I have not been at all, like, I've said some horrible things here, like, there's, oh my god, like, stuff that I should not have admitted, you know, like, on a recorded forum. <laughs> this is, I'm just really hoping, see my job involves selling alcohol, so I just assume that like, nobody gives a shit what you, they're like, ah, it's a bunch of fucking drunks, nobody cares what you say, you know? It's like, not like you have to have a college degree for that, you just have to know how to drink and, you know, sell shit. Anyway, Victor, uh, I'm not really surprised that nobody's calling your number, you just propositioned for me for sex, <laughs> you admitted that you eat food that's been sitting in a non-temperature-controlled fucking microwave oven for who knows how long, the next day is when you plan to eat it. 
You know, you sound like you have braces. I mean, you're not selling yourself here is what I'm saying. I just like, you know, there we go. That's actually a good idea. People should prank call you. Just people don't care, I guess. You know, it's a, what kind of world are we living in? I don't know what I'm talking about. I keep wanting to like, I had something in my head about the way that you look because the way that you're dressed, <laughs> but then I fucking lost it and it was so good. Uh, you don't have a voice for radio unless that radio is at a middle school, you know, projects, not the teacher. Anyway. Um, all right. That is, that is it. Unless anybody has some startling revelations that they'd like to share with us. Shut up. So thank you very much for attending this. Uh, actually, it was a fun night, you know, watch and learn Unity radio. We get a chance to fuck around, just, you know, come up with some funny shit and we don't have to actually record it because it's online. Like, why would you, when I see people record their setup here, it makes me laugh. I'm like, why, why are you, what? <laughs> like you realize we're on a fucking radio station. That shit is online. Like you're defeating the entire purpose of the point of this. That'd be great. You know, like I'm sure that doesn't cost anything. I'm sure we could just, That's actually not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. What did we say earlier about not telling Pam what to do? All right, Victor, you're about to get fucking hated on, bro. Fucking. You better drop some money in that fucking bucket. Yeah, yeah, he did. But I just want to say, Victor did drop money in the bucket. You? Yeah, everybody dropped money in the bucket. All right, cool. Thank you very much, folks. Have a great night. Come back next Saturday, 8 p.m. .com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> everybody listen to the weekly review with roman every friday from noon to 2 p.m this is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program we interview community organizers activists and artists we talk about ways you can take action right now so listen in to the weekly review every friday from noon to 2 p.m Subliminal.
Digital SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well come on down 10 p.m. rock and roll only night of the week we have a five dollar cover charge always five bucks for live rock and roll we're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday 2 to 2 come on down have some drinks with us we've got whiskey Wednesday tequila Tuesday and we've always got the Steve McQueen special shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy, Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Hate Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com So you 
want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, six to eight. Happy hour with guests host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the Comedy Festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> everybody listen to the weekly review with roman every friday from noon to 2 p.m this is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program we interview community organizers activists and artists we talk about ways you can take action right now so listen in to the weekly review every friday from noon to 2 p.m Come <laughs> on.
design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.supplementalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well come on down 10 p.m. rock and roll only night of the week we have a five dollar cover charge always five bucks for live rock and roll we're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday 2 to 2 come on down have some drinks with us we've got whiskey Wednesday tequila Tuesday and we've always got the Steve McQueen special shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks come down and enjoy our patio it's open in the afternoon not really in the evening but a lot of good folks hanging out back there come on down give us a shot drop by the bar make some friends thanks folks Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District San Francisco California with a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com.
So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, six to eight. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. FM. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for near five every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner than you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skin Care is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. This is Delightful Dave, and we are now friends of the pod, and it's 4 o'clock, and it's the afternoon, and it's Delightful Dave. So, uh, welcome to our show. We have nobody here yet except our first guests, who are the band. I will have them coming in here soon. Um, in the meantime, let's see, what do we have going on? We have a whole bunch of people coming soon. I have to grab my laptop. Hold on. This is like the Sarah's solo show where Sarah had to do everything herself, and the, and the show was crazy. Hey, why don't you guys come in and have, have a seat? Yeah, one person there, one. Take, yeah, take the where my um, where the uh, yeah, that's good. Let me get your mics. So introduce yourselves. You you met Sarah Sparkles last night, and yeah, yeah, I'm a. I'm Quiz the Kid from Baltimore. Nah, my buddy Carl, we grew up together. I just moved out here, and it was kind of strange. We were talking about, like, 
seeing Sarah down there because <laughs> he hasn't been there in like a year at right. Winters. We just showed up at the right time, and there she was. She was saying that uh, she had a show today, and that like she didn't have a, she wasn't sure if certain guests were going to show. So I yeah. thought like we, told we usually her like to music. And, yeah, we usually like to overload on guests, and in, in the hope that well, yeah. well, some of them. Hey, don't us artists are but there are sometimes <laughs> where we had five people, show, uh, five bands up, or not, well, five people, five guests show, and it was like, okay, we're gonna have a long show. But that right. was that was three hours, so we're not only two hours. We have to like pack it in uh, yeah. nice tighter and neater. So. Yeah, we just we dropped, and you know, it, it, it all happened quick. Like I'm happy to be here. It's awesome, man. Yeah. So, um, so tell us where you came from, how the band started. Well. I uh I've always been into like the hip hop scene mm-hmm. and like always followed it but I've I'm a really 90s type of person you know what I mean so I, I don't you know I, I respect all the music even the even the newer stuff that's coming out yeah. that's totally different from right. the 90s era you know what I mean oh, t- oh, totally but uh it was really when uh I got in some trouble and I had to take a little a little staycation mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> that's when I started writing because I've always yeah. written poetry and written in journals my whole life is my own little outlet right so once I got you know put away and I, I could figure something with it I, I, I was always really self-conscious of it I didn't want people to hear it once I started putting it out and people were like showing me the love, showing me the support and it's yeah. like, man, why not just go for it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's, I've it's had been, one of those experiences adventure, lately, not, not incarceration wise, but just <laughs> like I reached an end of a road and was like, okay, that was fun. I'll do something else. In fact, it'll be the thing that I thought I was doing the whole time, but just <laughs> wasn't actually getting paid for that thing. So I'll just yeah, <laughs> that's, that's definitely it. Like right now I, uh, I just had an interview this morning. I'm going to be working at a bakery. Awesome. And it's like, it's so far from like <laughs> from what people would expect yeah. like where you work uh work at a bakery you know what i mean like yeah. that i guess it's more or less like i'm more focused because i had a chance to work in union like i yeah, did yeah. carpentry and all this construction stuff and you know it, it pays but yeah, that's something you got to commit to you know yeah. what i mean i don't my commitment's to music so right. that's what i want to be my career this is just kind of feeding feeding me and keeping me yeah. alive and schedule wise it's perfect for yeah you. <laughs> and it's, it's perfect. totally fixed your schedule exactly exactly <laughs> yeah all right so so uh, tell how'd you uh how you join the band and oh, no. <laughs> or join the crew <laughs> i'm just the driver you're just the driver so how did, did you meet sarah as well huh? did you meet sarah last night as well yeah oh, i met her I've through him sarah uh i guess i moved to pacifica across the street from her yeah. two years ago yeah and uh Used to go out to the bar with her, or so, uh, introduce yourself. What what what's your name? Oh, Carl. Carl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. So uh, what do you what do you do? What's your what's your night job or day job? Uh, I work <laughs> on airplanes actually. Ah. Yeah, I don't I don't want to say like who for anything. Like mechanic. Yeah. I'm yeah. A mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I um I spent a. F- couple years in Minneapolis uh and I was less than a mile from the airport and there was a lot of people who worked for Northwest Airlines around there yeah, yeah I'm sure <laughs> and, it's and heard it yeah. <laughs> the I was my house was right in the approach pattern on the right runway I think it was and so uh Man, yeah, I could, I, could, so I could see. Yeah, I that could wave to my house as I, if I was on the left side of the car of a, of a plane. I could wave to my house as oh, I went yeah. down. <laughs> that is loud too. Like and it was like I can count. It was like three seconds before the wheels would touch. It would be about my house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> um, so, so you just arrived here uh, recently. So you? Yeah, I uh, I just got to L.A. four months ago. Yeah. Um, Baltimore is just, it's a <laughs> wild city, man. Like if you're not, if you're not from there 
it, it's hard to oh, do yeah, anything there. You know I what bet. I mean? So LA is, uh, well, LA was so welcoming as and far as like music. Baltimore, how would you get there? You know, who would, who, would, what would you do to, to go into Baltimore from somewhere else? You know what, what do you mean? mean? What industry would you be in to be, uh, to, mo- mo- there? No, to move for somebody to move to Baltimore? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I guess what? I, I know there's like I did construction my whole life, so I know there's a lot of construction there's jobs. Of construction. But we're also really famous for our seafood, so I guess sure, if you're true. a crabber, crabber, you know, yeah, yeah, you can make a lot of money. I was actually born in way. Delaware, so oh yeah, and I'm Rehoboth, uh, yeah, my friend Rehoboth, Wilmington. Oh, Wilmington, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been up. My Wilmington dad worked a for times. Dupont. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you were a chemical company in the chemical company, probably or any. Yeah, any industry thing. You were either Delaware or New Jersey. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely. LA is very, very welcoming it's in the music. Mm-hmm. Um, Baltimore isn't. It's, yeah. They're they're very specific on you know what they want to hear about. Yeah, but and what they want to hear about, unfortunately, <laughs> isn't what I do. You right. know what I mean? I'm not a thug. I'm not a plug. I'm not a gangster. It's just. <laughs> Yeah. It's just I'm a little white boy that grew up in the wrong place and just you know I just yeah. people relate to it. So right. coming out here, yeah, LA was an experience. Um, it's also very competitive. There's a lot of oh, people. I like yeah. I was unaware how many people, which is kind of crazy that I yeah. didn't think about that. But tons of people come <laughs> yeah. there for music. Yeah. So not only are you forcing to beat yourself, you're forcing yourself to beat all these other people as far as getting to that finish yeah. line. So yeah. out here, it's just it's a lot more chill. Mm-hmm. I like it here. It's it's. You know, this home. Yeah, there's a lot of people who, who kind of live up here or stay around here or Santa Cruz and then go to L.A. when they actually want to, you know, do their gig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple good spots out there. Like uh, when I performed at Hollywood Hotel, that was a uh, that was fun. It was a great night. Good people showed up. It was always it was really welcoming. It was like everybody shows love pretty much, especially so I do a lot of open mics mm-hmm. and uh, everybody's always pretty cool with open mics they support even if you're up there bombing man like they're still clapping <laughs> yeah, for you they yeah. want, it's it's more about the practice you know what i mean getting in front yeah, of people that's, that's good to know because i'm stuff yeah, out. I, I, yeah i've been trying to get on that list and make to actually go up and do a set for one yeah you should do it man <laughs> yeah it's empowering it is Makes you feel like yeah. you're somebody yeah. you know what i mean everybody's somebody in yeah. california <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, sarah actually did that once she mentioned she, she uh did stand up once and probably I was yeah. terrified the first time <laughs> doing karaoke the first time. I did the first time karaoke, but I'm not really a karaoke person, but yeah. you know, I had to do it. I think that uh I think that <laughs> that kinda helped me as far as like making songs was yeah. I, I started just playing guitar and singing. Okay. And that was like my first love in music mm-hmm. was playing this guitar when I learned a couple chords. But I couldn't I'm like I couldn't sing like these other people, so it was hard to do my like covers on music. So I was like, man, if I just make my own stuff, I can make it however I want to because uh-huh. it's mine. Right. And like, it takes so long for me to, because I'm novice at guitar. I can play a couple chords and mm-hmm. I can stay on beat and stuff. But it's so much easier when I have, you know, that that background tempo and it's just kind of freestyle writing. You yeah. know what I mean? I just I put out so much more material that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kind of keep the guitar and singing for like me, my friends, kind of like the chill sessions. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. Um, are you a uh, song first or uh, lyric first? I find the beats and okay. then uh, then I write to them. That you know what I mean? Sense. It's uh, it's more or less a lot of them because uh, a lot of my styles, a lot of like like '90s boom bap, where it's kind of the same tempo through, yeah. and you can change your flow with what you're saying. So a lot of them, I can you know I can turn on the beat and rap four or five different songs I have to that beat because right. it's it's just how it is. It's you know improv. What I mean? You got yeah, you're improv <laughs> and it as you go and kind of making your own flow. So yeah, I, I, uh, 
and I'm short on cash, so I'm, it's hard to start up because I want to just be my own producer. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to be able to produce everything myself. And how technology is nowadays, anybody can. Right. Get GarageBand, $100 mic. You're in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. you got it. So it would be nice to do it myself because it's definitely a, a trade that I want to learn. Uh-huh. I want to learn how the whole beat making process, the mixing, mastering. Like It's kind of like a second like career yeah it's like a second thing to me where yeah. I, I i don't know much about it i've only produced one song you know yeah. what i mean the rest i had other people helping me out with it so yeah doing this show forced me to figure out how to actually do all that stuff and it was like wow this is well it's, it's simple but it can get complicated mm-hmm. really fast so yeah <laughs> yeah i know the basics to it are, are it's pretty like a simple thing like record master I, like it's yeah. two steps you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. the stuff that goes behind it like the this like the volume levels if they're not too high like they might sound high in headphones or something when right. you put it on a stereo it don't sound anything the same right. you know what i mean so it's 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 a lot of um trial and error yeah. you know what i mean you got to clipping and compressing right. and all that stuff right right <laughs> yeah um let's see so um oh wait hey, we got a caller just gonna that's the other thing we do is uh when we need a break we just take a caller and then oh, okay. there you go set up hold on let me oops let me uh let me get the caller This is Friends of the Pod at Media Radio. Who's this? Hey, what's up? It's Sarah Sparkles. Hey, Sarah Sparkles. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, I was just I was just listening to the show. Aren't, aren't you so stoked that that um, that I met my friend Jake last night? Wait, what did I you mean, say? Quiz. I mean, Chris, I said, aren't you stoked that I'm, I met? Oh, Matt, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. What's up, Sarah? <laughs> Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? When are you coming here, man? Uh, we're, on, uh, we're on our way. Bob Hilario's right behind me. And, oh, yeah. Um, but we'll be there, I, I want to say, like 15 minutes, maybe. All right, cool. All right, cool. Um, but um, I know everybody's running late today. It's like ridiculous i'm always running late so i'm ahead of the trends but, but <laughs> yeah i was warned last night you said 2 30 and somebody else said nah she won't be here till five <laughs> yeah <laughs> i beat you to it <laughs> that my fucking wife is not there right now either so there's that yeah get on the plane she was supposed to be coming so she's, well i guess you know, got here before she you have been right but, <laughs> but um guess, I, guess who's I, here Sarah. Who's here? Who's there? Alvaro. I just just stepped in the door. Hi, Alvaro. <laughs> earlier, and I was like, I'm running back. He's like, he's like, I'm on the way. I'm like, okay. But um, so uh, we're we're coming in hot, and um, and yeah, I know Claudia's oh, gonna be yeah. there if she's not there already, with her lovely self, and um, and yeah, so. I'm excited, and we were listening quiz to your um, to your music um, up until now when I called, and it's just impressive. Excellent. Excellent. I'm so glad I got to meet you last night, and so glad you're free to do the show today. So, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan Frank. Dan Frank. He already went. We he was the guy from twice? Albany. He was great. I have got to get better at hosting. Hang on one moment while Charity. Sorry? McHenry? Is there a McHenry? Ah. Sorry, what was the name? Jacob McHenry. Jacob McHenry. All right. I promise the next intro will be smoother. Jacob McHenry, everybody. I got that legendary. They call it bubbleberry. Very pounds at the house, and I ain't talking about brown. All right. 
I was watching TV earlier today. Uh, saw the show. It's called uh, Top Ten Wild Animal Attacks uh, Caught on Camera. Not sure if any of you guys have seen this, uh, but if you have, let me know if you noticed this. Uh, wild animals don't seem to like uh, white people at all, man. <laughs> they don't. I started noticing a disturbing pattern. Every video was a white dude being viciously mauled by an apex predator. Sharks, grizzly bears, lions. Lions is when I started connecting the dots because they live in a place surrounded by black people. But you can't find one video online of a black person being attacked by a lion. Which makes me think these animals are white To pay tribute to our Lord and money unto me. Tell me that there's danger to this land you call your own And you watch them build the war machines right beside your home And you tell me that you're ready to go marching to the war Oh, I know you're set for fighting, but what are you fighting for? Before you pack your rifle and sail across the sea just think upon the southern part of land that you call free. Oh, there's many kinds of slavery, and we found many more. Yes, I know you're set for fighting, but what are you fighting for? And before you walk out on your job and answer to the call, just think about the millions who have no job at all. And the men who wait for handouts with their eyes upon the floor 
I know you're set for fighting, but what are you fighting for? Turn on your TV, turn it on so loud. And watch the fool is smiling there and tell me that you're proud. And listen to your radio, the noise it starts to pour. Oh, I know you're set for fighting, but what are you fighting for? Read your morning papers, read every single line. And tell me if you can believe that simple world you find. Read every slanted word till your eyes are getting sore. I know you're set for fighting, but what are you fighting for? Unlisten to your leaders, the ones that won the race. As they stand right there before you and lie into your face. 